Hi there, and welcome to the Headcase Diaries. I'm Amelia, your hosting Headcase, and today I'm going to talk all things anxiety, my personal form of psychological torture, and misery. Maybe you're familiar with it too. This will probably be split up into a few parts because I have a lot to say about anxiety as a, it's been my unwanted best friend, maybe only friend, for about 12 years now. So let's dive in, shall we? First, I want to touch on what anxiety actually is because not everyone experiences it. Lucky bastards. And I know it's trendy for the younger people to claim or throw around that they have certain mental health struggles when in reality they don't, but they're seeing it on social media and TikTok and just throwing it out there. And this is a pet peeve of mine since I do, in fact, seriously struggle with anxiety and it's not fun. And I know a lot of people feel that way too. But on the flip side of things, for those younger people that are seeing it on social media and TikTok and thinking, you know, I actually experience this a lot. Here you go. This is for you. Anxiety is feeling constant worry for the what ifs and uncertainty of the future. You feel uneasy and nervous more often than not. We don't want to feel this way, but we do. And we don't know exactly why 95% of the time. Anxiety can make it hard to breathe. It can make you feel this pressure and tightness in your chest, or you'll get really sweaty or clammy, or you'll have all these wonderful things at once. Your heart might feel like it's about to pound right out of your chest, and you might feel really exhausted because you're basically having an adrenaline rush, and with that comes the crash. So we're just constantly adrenaline crashing all over the place, and it's not fun. This is why I nap a lot. I also like to describe anxiety as a fire in your brain. Yes, you heard that correctly. Now stay with me. You don't know where it is, this fire, okay? You don't even know how it started. Who or what lit the match? You don't even know if it's a real fire. All you know is that something is burning and the smoke is clogging up your brain and your lungs. It's getting really hard to breathe and there's not a fire extinguisher in sight. Do we even have a fire extinguisher in here? I don't even know. But I'm going to run around and try to find one until I pass out because I can't breathe anymore and my chest is crushing me. But that's where coping skills can come in or therapy or medication. Any of those can help us find our fire extinguisher and keep it in a spot where we can find it easier the next time there's a fire or even a questionable spark so we can put it out before it gets too out of hand. Did that make any sense to you? I think it's pretty good. Yeah, I think it's some of my best work right there. Okay, so now that I've given you a beautiful metaphor, at least I think that's the right word, Let's talk about me and my good friend anxiety, because I'm hoping hearing my story might help you feel seen or heard or understood. So my journey with anxiety started in high school. Yeah, that's right. I peaked in grade school. I feel like I knew who I was more in grade school or at least had more confidence in who I was more than I do now, which is kind of depressing. But high school sent me spiraling. First, I went to an all-girls high school, and that's just too much drama for me. I'm a dramatic person, but I don't like drama, okay? There's a difference. Also, I didn't have volleyball. I didn't make the volleyball team because volleyball is very political at this school. And I was not on the right club team, so I didn't know the right coaches. I wasn't on the most expensive club team. I was 5'7", which they said was too short, even though I had a really good vertical. 
I was good at volleyball, okay? I was 12 years old on a 16-year-old club team. That was my first club team experience. 12 years old on a 16-year-old club team, okay? So I was good. And in grade school, that was like my whole identity. So losing that just totally sent me in a spiral. So I was crushed and I crashed. I had my first panic attack. I didn't want to go out. I really struggled with friends during this time because everybody was kind of finding their groove. And a lot of my friends went to a different high school. So it was just awful. And I sat by myself a lot. I also studied a ton and I was always stressed out about grades and this idea of perfection and figuring out college because I'm also first the firstborn. So this was like, you know, I'm the guinea pig and my parents didn't really go to college. So I'm the guinea pig with that. And it was not fun. So I just put a ton of this pressure on myself and it just was not a good time. Then I went to college and I also went to a college that no one really went to. So I was on my own. I had a terrible roommate. I just felt alone. And I think that is another problem is I'm alone with all these thoughts, all these panics of what is the future going to look like? What am I going to do? I had a pretty good idea of like what I wanted to do, which was majoring in psychology. But I was like, I don't know what to do from that. Am I going to be good enough to get a job? What can I even do with this? It was just a lot of questions. And it was a rough time. I did not really like the city my college was in and I didn't really like the people very much. There were like a select few that I adored, but they all joined Greek life. And because I went to an all-girls high school, I felt like I was already involved in Greek life and I did not want to do that at all. Did not want to do that. Had no interest in paying for friends. Sorry. Sorry. I'm very blunt. Okay. But that's what it is. Anyway, in college, I had a really bad panic attack, anxiety attack, whatever, in the middle of my sleep. I was asleep, okay? And I woke up because I had a dream that I felt like I was having a heart attack and my chest was just insane. The pressure in my chest, I woke up and I was just crying and sitting on my floor. I had two roommates, but we weren't friends anymore because they joined Greek life. So I didn't feel like I could really talk to them because we just had so much distance and awkwardness between us. So I called my mom. She drove up two hours. Love you, mom. Took me to the ER because I truly thought I was dying and everybody else did too. And they're just like, ah, that's just a panic attack. And you just got to calm down. I hate that. I hate that. Everybody hates that, okay? It's not easy to just calm down, okay? It's hard. It's easier said than done. So anyway, that was terrible. I also had a long-distance boyfriend. Well, not really. It was two hours. And he was awful. He was made me feel like crap all the time. So that was another anxiety of mine was just the fear of being alone because that was like my one tie back to where I'm from. And my friends there. So that was just awful. It was just an awful time in college. But then I went on Prozac and that helped a ton my last year of college. I graduated a year and a half early because I just wanted to be out of there. So all I did was study and do summer school and I got out of there, moved back home, got a corgi. It was amazing. So Prozac seriously helped. 
And I was super against going on medication at first because I just didn't understand why I had to trick my brain into functioning like a quote-unquote normal human. It just didn't seem fair to me why my brain decided to be broken when everybody else's around me seemed to be fine. I don't know if that makes sense, but it made sense to me. But eventually I caved because not only was I dealing with anxiety at the time, I was also dealing with an eating disorder. But that'll be an episode for another time because that's a whole other long story. So anywho, after college, graduating, uh, raising my corgi son, I went to grad school. I was still recovering from my eating disorder the first year of grad school. And I was also dating my husband at that time, but I was in such a better headspace and had such an amazing support system. So I was doing well. I was thriving. I eventually weaned myself off of Prozac. I'm still not on Prozac right now because I just felt like it got me through that hump and I didn't really need it anymore. And if I ever feel like I do, I am comfortable enough to, you know, start that up again if I feel like, hey, I need a little something to help me get through this period of my life. And there is no shame in the medication game, okay? No shame. So right now, as an adult, I am anxious about health. Like I have a lot of anxiety about my own health, internal things, really freak me out. I'm always scared about like appendicitis and blood clots and strokes and all this stuff right now. I go through like cycles of certain health problems that I'm anxious about at the time. Like last month, I think it was cancer. I was very fixated on cancer. I'm like, oh my goodness, I drink too much Diet Dr. Pepper. It's cancer in a can. I'm doomed. Another thing is I have a ton of anxiety as well for my parents and their health, my husband's health, basically everybody important in my life who I love dearly. I'm anxious for you and your health. So just know I'm, I'm thinking of you and your health all the time, but I'm also extremely anxious about my pet's health. I don't know what happened. Well, I have a feeling that losing one of my pets in May has triggered this whole anxiety around my pet's health. Like if they look at me funny or they do something that's out of character or they're not eating that much or they're not drinking enough water, I panic. Something has to be wrong. I am basically analyzing every little thing they do and it drives my husband insane. I'm very sorry, but I don't know. It's just a new new thing right now for me. I will even wake up in the middle of the night because I'm worried about my pets or sometimes I'm worried about someone in my family for no reason. I'm just anxious. It's just life, I guess. But life in general also just gives me anxiety. I'm sure other people can relate, but paying bills, even making this podcast, like it's fun, but it gives me anxiety because I'm kind of figuring out as I go. So bear with me. I'm sorry if I suck. I'm just trying my best here. And I am a perfectionist. So I have probably recorded this episode 
20 times now because first I'm not really good at editing and I don't know totally how to do it. Um, but also I just either won't like how I sound or I'll do something in it that I don't like, or I'll hear a certain noise. And instead of just deleting that spot, I'll just delete the whole thing and start over. So it's great. But anywho, getting into some coping skills here. Therapy is something I always recommend. I don't think you can go wrong with therapy. I think it's great to have someone who is non-judgmental, unbiased to talk to because I know for me, I vented so much to my loved ones, my friends, that I feel like they're probably sick of hearing about my problems and don't want to anymore. So having a therapist is very nice, someone to talk to. It's definitely helped me during the hardest times of my life. So I always recommend therapy. It's a great resource to have. Also, just coping skills in general, like deep breathing, meditation works for some people. I don't know how. I I can't do it. I cannot do meditation. I can barely do deep breathing sometimes. So good for you if that works. It does not work for me. Um, But listening to music, watching Netflix, you know how a lot of people will watch shows that they've already seen because it's comfortable to watch like Friends for the 100th time or Gilmore Girls. I love Gilmore Girls. So watching Netflix, listening to podcasts helps me too. I do that in the morning to kind of unwind, taking a walk, going to a movie. I love going to movies, venting to a loved one if they aren't sick of hearing from you like mine probably are, reading, singing, playing an instrument. I wish I could play an instrument. There are so many different things that people find comfort in that help them take their mind off of their anxiety. So if I haven't listed what yours is, please follow us on Instagram and let me know what some of your coping skills are because I need some in my toolbox as well. I always need more coping skills. So another thing I just want to touch on really quickly before I end this episode is medication because I know I mentioned taking Prozac for my anxiety when it was really bad and I just want to make sure Everybody knows you have to wean off of medication because you can't just stop it cold turkey. Your brain will not like you. So if you're taking medication for anxiety, depression, whatever you're taking medication for, make sure you talk to your doctor, plan it out with them. You have to wean off of it. So that is so important to note because I feel like not everybody actually knows that. And it's really important because your brain will just totally hate you if you just stop at cold turkey. And it took me a while to wean off of mine. So all I will say is that it definitely saved my life. The one regret I have is actually not starting Prozac sooner because I just struggled so much in high school and college. And I think if I had started it sooner, maybe I would have actually been a kid and enjoyed high school and enjoyed college and actually like maybe went to parties every once in a while or found friends and been happy for a little bit in college because I didn't really have a college experience. I literally just studied my butt off to get a 4.1 GPA. But anyway, so There is no shame, again, in taking medication because it does seriously save lives. So don't let anybody tell you different or anybody make you feel bad for taking medication because 
Sometimes we need it. Our brain is malfunctioning and we need it sometimes. Okay, we got to help our brain and we got to help us and we only have one life and life is already a struggle bus. So taking medication to help ease the burden of your mental health struggles can make a huge difference and there is no shame in that and no one should make you feel guilty for that. So I just want to touch on that because there is truly no shame in the medication game. All right. And I know there is all this stuff surrounding it, but just know some people need it and that is okay. I needed it and look at me now. I am thriving. I think maybe. All right. Anywho, until next time, Headcase, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please follow us on Instagram at the Headcase Diaries. Leave us a review. Be nice, please. I am fragile. All right. Until next time, Headcase. Bye-bye.